Welcome back to Let Freedom Reign Podcast, the official equine industry podcast of Day 6 Ranch. I'm your host, Jason Swick, and on this show, we discuss leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship from topics and perspectives exclusive to the equine industry. If you are looking to build a legacy-worthy lifestyle, we encourage you to visit day6ranch.com and explore our free content, other podcasts, and sign up for our monthly newsletter. We thank you for joining us on this adventure. Here we are with another episode of Let Freedom Reign Podcast, and I will tell you this is one of the most fun episodes that I've ever recorded. As mentioned a couple weeks back, Josh McElroy and I, along with the India 68 Foundation, had the opportunity to help run some of the arena logistics and volunteer management at Road to the Horse. In true India 68 fashion, it was a team effort, and many of our partnering organizations came together to complete our team and get some amazing work accomplished. But before we get too deep into the details of this episode, I want to take a second and thank Western Horsemen and Roadie the Horse for opening the doors for India 68 and all of our partnering organizations and allowing us to be part of such an incredible event. A huge thank you is deserved to Dan and Elizabeth James from Double Dan Horsemanship and their whole entire staff and extended family. Their generosity was a huge contributing factor into the success of the India 68 Foundation team at Roadie the Horse. It was an extremely exciting week and tons of work was done. Many long days and always being on the go made time fly by. The team must have put a good foot forward because we've already began talks for 2024 and a return of the India 68 team. Now in this episode, we all got to sneak away from a dinner for a second, jump on the mics and hit record. You'll hear an update from previous guest Tammy Oyovic of Saddles and Service out in San Diego. Also, Mark Hudson from Operation Tacked Up out of Virginia provided us an update on his new foundation. And lastly, Josh and I provide some insight as to our hopes and dreams for India 68 Foundation in the coming years. To learn more and follow Saddles and Service, you can visit saddlesandservice.org. To get involved with Operation Tacked Up, you can find them on Facebook. And for more on the India 68 Foundation, you can visit day6ranch.com. We hate to keep you all waiting any longer. Here is our amazing team from Road to the Horse 2023. Man, I think we're good to go. So here we are in the horse trailer over at Double Dan in the middle of Road to the Horse, the throws of it. We got Championship Sunday coming up tomorrow. I thought we'd sneak away from the birthday party real quick and knock out an episode. And uh, here we are doing it from the world headquarters of Let Freedom Reign podcast. Yeah, the uh, the mobile word, yes. world headquarters. Yeah. Also, also known as a living quarters horse trailer. But anyway. Shout out to Lakota horse trailers. That's right. Josh, I want to have you jump on for a second. Josh McElroy was covered in a previous, set, two previous, maybe three previous episodes now. I think it's just two. 93 was your original. And then, the yeah, Indian, and then we did the, uh, the, the India 6 8 yeah, when it just came out. Yep. Okay. So Josh is kind of the catalyst behind all of us sitting in this horse trailer tonight. So Josh, I want to kind of open the floor to you and allow you to explain how the opportunity came and how you kind of developed it and what the mission and goal is maybe in the long term. And then we'll roundtable this sucker and kind of get some feedback from new guests. And we have some previous guests visit us again from Saddles and Service out there in San Diego. So Josh, it's yours. Yeah, cool. When... I started volunteering for Road to the Horse. It was in a completely different capacity than we have been in the last few days uh, doing our volunteer service. But it's sort of morphed the relationship from being kind of upstairs helping sell programs to needing somebody to lift something heavy. And I can do that for a certain amount of time before I die. So I volunteered to go lift heavy panels one time and... Then I believe it was last year, the volunteer coordinator for Road to the Horse called and said, hey, we had had some shuffling in our staffing and we could really use some folks down in the arena who could help us get all these round pins set up and make sure everything runs smoothly on the backside and make sure the horses are where they're supposed to be and the gates get opened at the right time. Do you know anybody like that? And, uh, I immediately said, yeah, I know quite a few people like that because I have a bunch of friends who are veterans and law enforcement folks, and they're pretty good at working on the fly. Getting yelled at and getting stuff done. Yeah. That was, that was our modus operandi for years and we're pretty good at it and we can jump in and figure out what needs done and go do that. So last year, I coordinated with a single veterans group here out of Kentucky. And then this year, when the opportunity was presented again, you and I had been 
already talking about launching India 6.8 and finding a good way to kind of bring everybody together that we had been talking to and, and had been friends of the organization. And so I wanted to be able to bring veterans and law enforcement service groups from as far away as I could, as many different areas of the the United States as I could because of the audience that comes to Road to the Horse. They're from so many different areas of the country and even internationally they're they represent such a large cross section of the of the equine industry and the equine I guess you could say consumers in, in that respect. But I wanted to be able to if any of those folks were veterans or law enforcement folks or they knew somebody who was a veteran or law enforcement person who could benefit from any of any of the services offered by any of the organizations that, that we know or, and folks that we know that they wouldn't just see one organization in Kentucky, they would see an organization who might be closer to them and be able to meet and talk to those people and then let those people develop those relationships so that they could have somebody who was closer to their community. So I, you know, like you and I tend to do, uh, I made a few phone calls and called you, I think, and said, hey, what do you think? And you rogered up and we talked about who we uh, wanted to bring out and give the opportunity to. And we offered it to quite a few people and we had some folks step in and then their organization's time and requirements kind of stepped up and we had some folks drop out. Uh, But the folks who did come are sitting here with us in this trailer and are representing both coasts and the furthest south you can go without getting into Mexico and then the state of Kentucky. So we have all been working our butts off for most of the day at Road to the Horse and because we're all horse people, being able to enjoy the camaraderie and and getting to meet a lot of the people who are significantly experienced with with their horsemanship and being able to to get all of that knowledge that we can possibly get for our own personal selfish use but also to be able to use for our our organizations and to be able to to pass that stuff along and then to be able to develop relationships with folks from all over the country and be able to say hey if if you have a veteran you or you know of a veteran or law enforcement person who could use some help who could use help in hand or who has an interest in stepping into this kind of life we can probably get you connected and so we got the gracious invite to come out here double damn horsemanship and we decided that we should probably while we had everybody in one room we could do a little show and at least give everybody a chance to kind of talk about where where they're at what they're doing and then how anybody who listens to the podcast might be able to help and and support any of those organizations or all of us. Yeah, it's been a unique experience on many levels. The schedule, uh, anybody can interject at any point. I think the schedule's been a lot busier than most of us thought. We go sun up to sundown most days. I did try to tell you. Trying to get that arena set up, and I thought, hey, I'd take some extra work out there. i get some shows produced while I'm out there, and there is not much for downtime, not in the slightest. And some of those guests, the first that I'd like first guests that I'd like to bring on are the girls from Saddles and Service who came all the way from San Diego. So, Tammy, if you don't mind, maybe reintroduce yourself because I think you were originally recorded in episode 29, 28, which 28, is 29, somewhere in there. I like that. One of the original episodes, one I guess you One of the original ones. That's right. awesome. I am She's so, an OG. Yeah. I am so that's right, honored. That's right. Oh, I'm OG. Volume one, volume Boom. one. Uh, um, but to your program's credit, there's been many layers of expansion since we last talked. And a lot of those hopes and dreams that were in that first episode are now realities. And you've set goals and achieved goals far greater than what you probably had in your mind then. So we'd like to get an update as to what's going on in Saddles and Service and some of the guests you brought out to help with us and and uh, get an update from San Diego and what you provide the West Coast, um, being there based out of Southern California. Ooh, updates. How long do we have? Two hours? As many. No. As many as you want. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have we about four, hour, four hours left on this SD card. So oh, how about it? Okay. We'll probably have fallen asleep by then. Yeah. I think. Because it's been a lot of work this these last few days. It has been a days. busy few days. But it's been so much fun. The energy has just been amazing. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So we've expanded. 
to Texas, and then we have our graduation program goes up to Wyoming. The number of veterans we serve each week and first responders, sorry, veterans, first responders, active duty military are anywhere from 30 to 50 a week. And so it's just... That's a large volume. It's very large volume. Um, and Christina, who's here with me, she's now our communications director, and she is also a veteran. Um, she can attest to just how busy our program has mm -hmm. gotten. Mm -hmm. And um, But I think one of the most profound things that has happened over these past few years is a father coming out with his son, who's um, a Navy veteran, and he came up to me and said, thank you for giving me my son back. And he had tears in his eyes. And I know I just instantly, you know, how Start do you to well not? up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so to hear that we're having that kind of impact and, you know, all we're doing is introducing them to horses. Yeah. And it's, it's such a simple thing, but it's so profound. It is. It is. And it's just been so amazing to... Uh, to be on this journey. Yeah. yeah. It's been a fun ride. Christina, do you want to add to as far as what programs have to offer maybe life around saddles and service? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to add. I would say life around saddles and service is ever changing, but also ever consistent, which is one of the beautiful things about the organization out there in San Diego. The growth has been immense and the need is still there. Uh, and it will continue to be there. And the, there are a lot of veterans that need help. And I think one of the reasons why Saddles and Service, at least speaking from my own personal experience and what I've seen out there with the veterans and with the active duty and with the first responders, is that, like Tammy said, we are introducing them to horses. We're introducing them to horsemanship. And we're not trying to call you into a space of you're broken, you're coming here for therapy, you need fixing. It's come into our world and let's teach you something new and let's help you become something you may have never thought you would ever do. And some of these people have never touched a horse before. They've mm -hmm. never, mm -hmm. definitely never ridden a horse before. And horses have their medicinal properties in and of themselves. And that's going to happen on a sub-perceptual level and doesn't necessarily need to be directed or consciously happening. And then there's the newness of the experience that's layered on top of that that can really afford these individuals a new page turn mm -hmm. and a place where they feel safe and free to just be. Mm -hmm. And that's really profound and impactful just in and of itself, right? Yeah. And I mean, I have so much I could say about the organization, but the growth has been incredible the leadership and the community and the individuals who are out there are yeah. just all really high quality. And we get the opportunity to serve one of the most densely populated veteran and first responder and active duty communities out there in San Diego. So that's really cool too. And then just getting to see it expand across the nation in the way that it has so quickly is really awesome. Yeah. The speed is what is kind of astonishing about all of it. Is it we knew there was something special there when we had that first episode recording in 29, but the growth that's taken place and how fast it's taken place and how deeply it's rooted in those new states mm -hmm. is pretty darn impressive. And we'll get into the details as the show develops as to why we think Saddles and Service has been extremely successful. Um, but I want to bring on Mark Hudson real quick, who's here with us representing Virginia as a mounted shooter. I want to talk about Operation Tacked Up and kind of some of the things that you have going on and want to start growing out there on the East Coast. So first of all, I, I want to thank both of you because, you know, Jason, you and I have talked quite a bit about this. And, you know, I found I found you while I was making my commute. Like you said, I live in Virginia. I live right outside of D.C. And I found you while I was making my commute, the grueling commute back and forth into D.C. Listen to, listen to this very podcast. I'm glad I can make it a little less miserable for yes, you. Yes, you did. You did. <laughs> And, and it's it, such it, a miserable town to be in. <laughs> yes, God. it is. My it, hats are so yes. off to you that you have, you do that every day. Yeah. And, and you know, and now you know. Fast forward to now, you know, with COVID and everything that went on with that, um, I just kind of I started doing a bunch of things when I retired. 
Um, I spent 22 years in the military. Uh, I was in the army. I did active duty, reserves, guard, deployed, <laughs> um, did all that. And when I retired, I grew up, I grew up around horses. And when I retired, I came back to them. I mean, I'd been around forever, but I just came back to them. And I stopped and thought one day, I was like, what about those of us who ride? You know, everybody talks about equine therapy. <laughs> equine therapy is great. But, but what about those that already ride? Or what about those that have family members that ride? And one of the things I noticed, especially being in Northern Virginia, is you'd be at a place and you'd be hanging out and you'd have a daughter or a wife or someone riding in the, in the ring. And you'd say, hey, you know, you, you, we, we connect. We connect with one another. You know, even if we don't realize it, you know, you, 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 you can spot another veteran. If you really look, if you look hard enough and you say, you go, Hey, what branch service are you in? And they, oh, whatever branch, you know, this just happened to me literally a couple of days ago. I went over to some friends. I have some friends there in, in Virginia, um, that are kind of helping me with a little bit of this. They have a place at Willow Creek ranch and, um, they, you know, they do some stuff and I was over there and this guy standing there on the rail and he's got a black fleece on. And I'm like, his daughter takes lessons from his friend of mine. And I said, what branch of service are you in? He goes, I was Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and like he's, we start talking and before you know it, I was like, do you ride? And he goes, well, I kind of want to get into it. And my friends are like, well, Mark doesn't matter shooting. Yeah. And I, I, I find that a bunch. <laughs> I find that a bunch where it's like, you know, you ask guys, you're like, do you ride? Or do you want to ride? And they're like, oh, you know, I don't really know about it. And you break your phone out or you break whatever. You're like, well, we rope or we do this cowboy stuff or we do mounted shooting. And they're like, oh, dude, how do I get into that? Mm-hmm. And then you get a lot of veterans that like what I like myself, you know, I consider myself. I, 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 I'm using air quotes here, but that I am not. We can all ro- see the air quotes via audio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. For, right. Yeah. <laughs> for those of you listening, go yeah. ahead and insert now. <laughs> So anyway, so I'm not broken, right? But I have issues. Yeah. And I, and I, and I admitted that to myself. And that's where I, I came to that point and I'm like, you know, I'm not broken, but I got some issues. Yeah. I mean, you want to have fun, be a combat vet and marry, marry a counselor. I was, we were just talking about, yeah, we were talking about earlier. And, you know, I have some issues that I had to work through and had to deal with. The horse helped me do that. And the horses always helped me do that. Ever since I was a little kid. You know, we were talking earlier tonight about that, about how I came to this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, like I said, equine therapy is great, but what's next? What happens after someone goes through a program? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then, and I started doing mounted shooting and I started looking at the amount of veterans that were in mounted shooting already. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Hey, let's pipeline some veterans into mounted shooting because who doesn't like guns and horses? Yeah. Now we got guns and horses and we're veterans and it's like the best. Yeah. You know what? I have a competition at the OK Corral. Do they rent that? Yeah, is it like a thing that you can rent on that? Let's do that. Let's do that. So they, they And then you could do another podcast actually, there perfect, to perfect. see who's last standing. So they we'll award like biggest wreck, yeah. biggest insurance bill, who got on a med flight first. I feel like Tammy may, may have a, a skewed view of this mounted shooting thing. Like that. So that, so actually Arizona Arizona actually has a really big mounted shooting population yes wow. yeah yes. but they yes. point the guns they at do. balloons and not yes yes friends. yes <laughs> yes they'll have blanks come on <laughs> so, so so it's funny it, yeah so, yeah so it's funny you say that because one of the things here's something else that i started looking at right so uh, here's something else i started looking at so you got veterans right but what if a veteran doesn't have a horse what if they don't have a horse? How can they get in a mounted shooting? How can they get in a roping? Well, when I first started learning to rope, I was told, rope this dummy 25 times in a row before you even get on a horse. Mm-hmm. So I started, so I got some roping dummies. I'm like, hey, let's rope the dummy. You can rope the dummy without a horse. And that became, that became my altar. 
that became a part where a place where and and Jason, you and I talked about this. Josh, you and I talked about it as well. You know, I you know I found myself roping a dummy a bunch. Well, then I got to thinking even more because I was working on myself on mounted, the mounted shooting side. So I had some drills that I started doing. I set a saddle up, and I was doing these drills out of out of the saddle, mm-hmm. and I'm like. There you go. Like dry fire drills? Like dry fire and blanks. I would set up, you shoot 10 balloons, you have two pistols, five rounds each. You have a random course you run, and then you have a rundown, or you have two sets of balloons that you run, and you have to engage all five targets. What I was doing, working on my movement in the saddle, I set a saddle up, and I positioned balloons at intervals of 10 feet apart. I had both pistols on me. I had one. I had offside, strong side. So I would engage 10 balloons in the saddle. And I'd gauge 10 balloons, change pistols, and gauge 10 balloons the other way. Cool. And I got to thinking, I'm like, well, I could do the same thing with veterans. Because mm-hmm. if they don't have a horse, let's work on that. Yeah. Let's work on yeah. in the saddle and get you. And it also motivates them to become better riders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had someone tell me, I brought them out to the house and I said, hey, let's go through and let's do a let's do groundwork, right? Let's just do groundwork. And at the end of it, we're sitting, sitting around. And this person looks at me and says, You just motivated me to become a better rider. Because I want to do this. Yeah. We now have that India six eight episode that was a couple weeks back and it kind of explains the premise of the foundation and how it how it got developed and specifically road to the horse feeds to that integration portion that we talked about right josh and bringing everybody together and i think collectively between the god-given network that josh and i have been provided and starting to have greater contact through the podcast with other entities and other nonprofit organizations josh and i were able to kind of step back and look at the thirty thousand foot view and start plugging some holes you know there's a lot of organizations out there doing a lot of great work but I think the industry as a whole, using horses in the law enforcement, veteran, first responder community, uh, the left hand does not do a very good job talking to the right hand. So part of what we're trying to accomplish, and, and Tammy, we spoke about this earlier tonight, is that you have these phenomenal incipient contacts. The first time that human being interacts with a horse, or the first time they have that breakthrough and they can feel the energy of a horse in a round pen. And... How do we further develop that relationship? Do we do it through the horsemanship route? Do they need to go down a therapy route if, if it so warrants, right? So Tammy, I'd like to kind of speak to some of the experiences out there in saddle and service as far as some of those in, incipient contacts that we just discussed, but then maybe some of the needs that you see as people progress through your program. You talked about wanting to send people to other places. Okay, well, what are those other places that you guys envision or your clients envision? Right. Well, one of them, you know, look at our one um, active duty guy that you helped get to bronc riding school. You know, I mean, that's something he really wanted, right? Yeah. I mean, he's so excited to retire from the Navy and that's what he wants to do. We joke about it all the time about we don't have the answer, but we can call a guy. And that's exactly yeah, and what happened. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. what happened. Hold and on you, one second, Tammy. I'll get back to you. Yeah. You made, you know, I mean, you made a dream come true for him. And that was so cool. And it was Matt. Right. Right. Yeah. And, that. and it was great. And I think a lot of our guys want to go on to something more with horses. I mean, we've had a few now that have purchased horses or yeah. leased horses and it's a lifestyle now for them. And that's what we want. We didn't want it to be. And, you know, we've talked about this. They go through a program for three days, three weeks, whatever. Then what? Correct. Then what? They don't. Okay. They felt good for that time. And now it's gone. Mm-hmm. And so how can we help these uh, men and women really be able to build off of what they've mm-hmm learn mm-hmm. um how it's helped them um and you know that's something we have to do we have to network yeah and i'm so glad for what you guys are putting together because that's what we need and christina alluded to it earlier about the volume you know 30 to 50 veterans coming through your program weekly and that's a h- extremely high volume but there's still so much more work out oh. there and 
that's what we're trying to fulfill in the India 6-8 side of things within this network is that, yes, we're not the frontline service provider, but can we help support saddles and service in what way to get to that intermediate level? Because I, I believe, too, we could all have our plates full 10 times over, and there's still plenty of more work to be done. So, Christine, I want to talk a little bit about your experiences at Saddles and Service and and how you got rolled into that fold and some of the impacts that it's had in your life. Yeah. Wow. Where do I start with that? That is the a- beginning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, born a long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I would say, all right, long story short, when... Yes, so when I got, so I got medically discharged from the service, and that was like ripping my heart out of my chest. So for... The following years after that, I was just, I just had this aching and I was searching and doing and moving and doing all the work, right? I'm doing all the things and I just can't find it, right? I cannot find that thing that makes me feel like it feels okay to breathe again. And so I'm doing another certification (laughs) and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do energy work with, with animals. And I'm praying and praying and praying this whole time, right? Like, you've always shown me the way, God. You've always shown me the way. And it's been a really long four years and I still haven't heard you. But I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep asking. Yeah. And so I go to this horse day for this certification. And it's out at Saddles and Service. And Tammy pulls me essentially out of the class and is like, I want you to come back and do more work. So I was like, awesome. Wow, very exciting. This is great. I haven't been back with horses since I left for the service. And so I came back for a day. And then they asked me to be a wrangler. And then I was a wrangler. I am a wrangler, but I was like a wrangler for a day. <laughs> <laughs> she was so good at it. That she, Tammy moves she just fast. did one day. Like, hey, welcome to the ranch. By the way, you want fast. a job? Yeah. Yes. Hey, when you find someone, yeah. you've got to Capitalize on those yes. resources, yes. She does move quickly. I love that. I love that about Tammy. And so I do say, I do say saddles and service really found me. And it's been a total God thing. And Tammy and I say that all the time where it was like a coming home for me, for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. I stopped working with horses when I was 19 and left for the Navy, right? There was no way I could have kept doing that with the training tempo. And then I was in Japan for a while and the deployments and all that stuff right there's just nothing to plug into and i sold my horse and all that stuff so i was just like man like maybe i'm never going to be able to get connected with this world again and i when i got back to california i literally knocked on doors i was like really? i will scoop poop for just you let me be around please let me just be around you don't even have to trust me that much yeah. i will put manure in a pile right and they were literally <laughs> like no right and i don't blame them right i was like a stranger you will the not street. believe i had this chick show over the front door today <laughs> just where to scoop, scoop poop. poop in a pile guarantee like, you there's no ulterior yes, motive i told her Bring no yes i told her no <laughs> it was worth a shot yeah. you know you always hey, gotta ask you don't know you don't know so that is essentially how we landed in this space and oh, and then Huckleberry really solidified it for me. He is my soul horse out there, out at the ranch. And it's really cool because my horse that I ended up having to sell, Dawn, and I was telling you a little bit about that earlier, her and I basically just saved each other's lives. And this was before I left for the service. I was severely anorexic at the time that I met this horse, and she was also severely emaciated, and we rehabbed together. And it was really, really beautiful. And then I had to sell her when I left, right? And Huckleberry is like a male version of her, but much larger. (laughs) But he's just as responsive and very communicative. And we have that like telepathic bond where it's just like when him and I, when I get in the saddle with him or when I get in the arena or the round pen, it's just like that's the only thing that exists in this world. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been a really beautiful journey. It's been this kind of like 
it's settling. It, it's almost. really amazing too when you get that bond and once it you is. know and listen to you talk and we were talking earlier about this. It's like it's like this is the thing with horses that I find once it gets in your blood, it gets in your blood. It's there forever. Mm-hmm. Because as you and I were talking, like I grew up around them my entire my entire life. I mean, you know, I the horse has been in my life. I joke and say I've been trying to get out of horses long and I was trying to get in them. Right. Because I because when when, when I left home I joined the military. I was I was done. I didn't want to ride ever again. And a twist of fate put me in a cold, rainy field. And some guys like, "Are you five eleven and above?" Fall in a classroom. I'm like, "Sure, I am." And he's like, "Oh, the old guard. We have horses." I'm like, so "I'm there." Yeah. So, so and I started riding horses for the army. And then when I got out there, when I first got out, I was managing a horse farm in Middleburg, and I wasn't even off terminal leave, and I was back in I was back in the reserves. You know, I wasn't even off terminal leave. And then it's like two things that kept drawing me back was the military and horses. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out, it's very interesting. You tell my horses saving you. When I got out, I grew up with the Carolina Marsh Tacky. And you and I have talked about them a lot. They're a Definitely. colonial Spanish horse that is in South Carolina. And I was almost like, I felt like I reset and went back to my childhood. I got back involved with the Marsh Tacky. And, you know, because they're my history. They're my, they're my heritage and they're where I say, tell us people all the time about them. And it really does that, that, that whole thing about how you when when you come full circle, mm. that really helps you. And if you can pass that on to someone else yeah. and like, give them that, like, here you go. Let me, let, let me show you what I got. Yeah. Let me show you this. That's, I mean, that is something worth sharing. It's like a coming home. Yeah. It, it, it's like a coming home. It definitely is. And and the thing about it is, here's something I found. When you look at the the horse culture, and we've talked about this a lot, when you look at the the Western culture, it's very, it's very much similar to that military lifestyle. It is a sense of belonging. It is a sense of like, you know, you have the, you have the pageantry, that goes along with it. I mean, like tonight we were, we were, we were, I've, I've taught some of you how to tie a buckaroo. Oh yeah. 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 This wild weekend yeah. on wild rags. And it's very interesting. Like, you know, it's just the, the little things that, 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 that are such in common with this, with service. Well, and it's interesting to, I want to speak a little bit about the integration side, about some of the folks that are in the house. Yeah. I, I was going to gonna do the same thing. So go ahead. So, Maybe you can feed off of it. We all have our struggles in life. Everybody does. None of us are immune to it on any level. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, the, I believe the natural human response is to play the victim side of things. Why did this happen to me? I did it several times in my career with the, with the bumps and the bruises. And hindsight is always twenty twenty, but God yet never reveals it to us, or it's not as clear to us until many years down the road. And... Well, Josh and I are starting to form this network and develop this network and build the teams. It's not that we're trying to make everybody cowboys. We're not. We're not trying to make everybody horsemen or horsewomen or any of that. The, the horse is a common vehicle to help us to start to unpack some things. Yeah. Along that vein, it was the integration side. I was talking to uh, a guy who's a horse trainer down there in Texas who just come, who is a, has previously won the Mustang makeover. And he came out here just kind of to, to help, help out. out yeah yeah and he and i were talking about it and the the integration like tammy was saying of they've they've done one step now they need to do the next step and if they want to take the next step down the road into that that agriculture of the equine side once they take that step it's not going to be in a saddles and service venue where there's a bunch of people around because the professionals don't work like that, right? If you want to step into a professional level, you're going to, especially in the, the the horse industry, you're stepping further away from from metropolitan areas for the most part, right? right. And so you're not going to be in that, but you're gonna you're gonna step in and, and that that career and that that passion and that drive also take you into another community. And the longer you spend in this side of the community on the on the the professional equine side. Those folks who started out in one community in the in the service or in law enforcement, and they they feel that that 
loss of community, right? When you leave, like you talked about your heart being ripped out. Like you, when you leave, everything is gone and everybody you know is gone. And it's disorienting. And then you can go to someplace like Saddles and Service and it's back. And the horse keeps that, keeps you connected throughout the whole thing. And then you step a little bit further because you had the strength to step a little bit further away. And I think that, and he and I, as as I was saying it to him and we were talking, I kind of realized that it's, there's also a gap between those who serve the public and the public when they leave, right? Because you look at the public differently. Mm-hmm. When you come back, they're not the same people they were when you stepped into this service. You look at them differently, almost as if they're an alien because you don't see the world the same way. And you apply that writ large, you tend to, right? Or at least that, that was my experience, that I apply it writ large to everybody who didn't stand in a uniform. I, I feel like you almost become judgmental. Yeah. And when well, the problem is that 1% of the world's populace that we're combating becomes our reality. And we project that small marginal membership of society and make the blanket assumptions. Well, everybody's this, that, or the other. And guys, get guys and gals, right? Get buried behind that. And it provides a lot of unnecessary weight and stress and pressure. And and he and I were talking and, and I, I about that exact same concept that we tend to have that separation. And the, the biggest danger in the law enforcement military veteran side is loss of community and self-isolation. Like that's mm-hmm. it's it's that's where it's gonna go sideways, that's where it does it. And if you went to saddles and service or you went to operation tacked up when it when it stands up and that was your contact and you became that person who wanted to go a little bit further and now you stepped into one of the more professional folks on you know the rain cow horse side or you know the liberty side then you meet people there who share the same values that you do and you realize that there's another community and the only way you got there was horseback. And now you've been able to build build a bridge mentally and emotionally between one community that you left and the community that's here that you were doing all that for. Correct. That a lot of times we forget we were doing all that yeah. for. Mm-hmm. And that's where veterans and law enforcement are the backbone of the United States of America. And we forget that that we have to come back into our communities and be contributing part of the community. Yeah. And I think that our integration and education part through India 68 and our partner organizations who, who kind of come alongside us and want to act in, in that manner is that we're, we're doing our best for our populace and those people who want to come along. Cause again, it's not for everybody and that's cool. Like you, if, if this is not your thing, that is awesome. Find your thing. But for those people who do want to step into this side we can build that bridge back into being in your community and being able to take all those skills and everything that you learned and teach them to the next generation and there's many there's many folks here although we're a western focused foundation i mean we have many we speak of those professionals right what are, what are some of those professions in which they're employed i mean we have tv and broadcasting there's audio folks, right? There's pre and post production folks. There's event production folks. I mean, there's a lot of other aspects of the Western industry. Data, website building. <laughs> that we could roll people into. It's not, hey, well, you did really good at saddles and service and you want to be a professional rider. Now we're going to try to get you to an internship with, with a trainer. Right? I, I think that's one of the biggest things that people miss about the agriculture industry and as a whole. Because I think, you know, I've, I've had the conversation with a lot of folks about this, but when you start thinking about the agriculture industry, the first thing people think about is you need to be a producer. You need to produce, you need to be I have row crops or you need to be yeah. a cow calf producer. You need, you need to be in that. But you know, I was having this conversation the other day. What, what about the agronomist? They're in the ag industry. What about the folks that, you know, folks at the seed store, you know, are the folks at the feed store, you know, they, and same thing with the horse industry. They're, and I'll tell you, this being at Road to the Horse, really, looking at something of this magnitude, you really see the what goes into it. And how you, important it really right, is. How important. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and if definitely. you have, and I, and one thing I'll say, like if you're if you're a camera guy, 
and I was watching those camera guys. If you have horse knowledge and you're a camera guy, you can anticipate where you need to be. If you're a photographer, I mean, if you're a photographer and you have horse knowledge, you're going to get the better shot. You can see that moment coming. You can see it coming. And, and, and no one, and people don't stop to think about that as far as like getting in the horse world. Like, you know, you might not, you might not, I'm never going to be a horse trainer, but you know, there's other things that I can do. What, right, but I, I, you never know. Yeah, don't discount yeah. that. Seriously, well, life is long. <laughs> right, but but you know, it's it's somebody's got to train those eight hundred pound Mars tackies. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, one day, one day, one day, I'll have you all riding Mars tackies. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah. look at look at that <laughs> twinkle he yeah. gets in his yeah. eye it's when like, you mention those like, horses. And since we're in thoroughbred country, it'd be like going to the go kart track, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's, the thing. Here's, what I, Here's what I'll tell you though. I'll have you all ride Mars tackets. You'd be like, and because they're so smooth, yeah. But yet they still have that cowboy in them, yeah. yeah. So, so you're like, so, so now you're like, you're like, like, wait a minute, hold on. I don't have to stretch out to get on this thing. That's true. You know, that's true. I can literally, you know, I can. That's. That's becoming increasingly important as I get older. I'm telling like uh, my said, horses get shorter. On that yeah. <laughs> right. and they go from fifteen yeah. one to yeah. fourteen three. And, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, and, and, and then you it's all the benefits, all the benefits of a of a mainstream horse. Yeah. <laughs> a mainstream <laughs> horse. But in a, but in a compact that's right. Smooth it's ride, compact frame. Yeah. Yeah. Left rear rain will now yeah. be yeah. a marsh tacky platform. Yeah. Uh, by the way. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Twin turbo. Twin turbo. All jokes aside, I want to spend the last little bit of this show covering kind of the hopes and dreams of some of the associations involved or the contributing contributing entities that have, have rolled into the fold and have really helped support Josh and I through the formation of India 6-8 and really developing the network. So, Tammy, I'd like to start with you guys in Saddles and Service. Episode 29, we talked about hopes and dreams. A lot of those have been blown out of the water now, and the ceiling is far higher than what we expected it to be. Uh, so right. dare we try to set another ceiling in the future of Saddles and Service? Ah, uh, yeah. So, you know, right now what we're trying to do, well, we already have developed a week-long program or a two-week program, whatever the... Um, veteran or first responder can do and so we're in the process of building a bunkhouse and so we can fly people in to do our program and so that'll be huge for us to be able to serve people anywhere in the nation and in the world really i mean if they want to come on out come on out um and so we're really honing down on our foundational um you know our programming and how we're going to work through this growth so that we can best serve. We don't want to just serve someone, but we want to best serve them and give them the best foundation we can give them, um, you know, for their own healing Yeah. and for their future. What do they want to do with this? You know, yeah. what would they like to do? And that's where if anyone tells me, oh, Tammy, I think I want to do this. Okay, let me call Jason or Josh. Let's see what they got. <laughs> but and and I want to take a second just to thank you guys. Mm-hmm. Seriously, like this is truly a God thing. It yeah. truly is. Everything that has happened has been amazing. Yeah. And thank you guys for giving us this opportunity. It is kind of crazy to sit here, crazy. right? And uh, all that Dan and Elizabeth have offered to us here. Uh, double Dan horsemanship and the four or five years that we've all kind of been together and trying to build these hopes and dreams. It is kind of cool and surreal to sit here and see it all come to light. You know, because what I love about you guys is you truly care about the mission of helping veterans and first responders. It's not about you. Yeah. It's about the service and giving back. And that, I mean, that is just but it's it's hard it's hardwired in all of us uh, and that's why that's why these partnering organizations really really lock in and we have that cohesion within the network is it yes you use josh and i as an illustration of that but we all have that servant's heart 
God has laid it on each and every one of us within our network, right? And we don't... Correct. And we don't waver from that for nothing. We've talked about expansion in saddles and service and the reach and the growth that's possibly in the works. But yet you stay true to the why. When you stay true to the why, you can carry that mission and you can stay true to it. And through that faithful process, I tell guys when we mentor to different folks that the bigger stuff gets, the further we get from the why, the further we get from the why, the more diluted things become. If it's been laid on your heart, like stick true to it. Believe in it, be faithful, and press on. And it's been an absolute honor to see everybody's programs come together. And I'm excited because it is the beginning for a lot of us. Uh, we have gotten a lot of good work done, but there's a lot more to come. There's a lot more to come. So Christina is a communications director. Yes. Saddles and service. <laughs> future ventures, future contributions. I know. Look at that title. Yeah. I've got business cards and everything. <laughs> um, I would say, honestly, for this upcoming year, the biggest thing that we're looking at is, I mean, as communication instructor, right, we're looking at consistency of messaging and really mm-hmm. getting the, we're really getting the message out there, right? And what makes Saddles in Service different? What makes our program so successful, right? And I mean, I I can say that from my perspective, which is like, it's a God thing. I'm always going to say that, right? We are so successful in our program because we have God in our program. And it's based around that. And we have that growth to really aim towards this year about just really communicating that out to the public. So I want to say consistency of messaging and then really just honing in on what we do already so that we can really clarify and strengthen that foundation so that when we do continue to expand, we just expand even stronger. So, yeah, clarity of messaging. Perfect. And lastly, anybody interested, any listener who is interested in getting involved, whether it be through signing up for a service or contributing to Saddles and Service, who do they get a hold of and how do they get a hold of you? Communications. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's on that business card, ain't it? It is. That's right. So saddlesandservice.org is where you can get us online. There are all kinds of ways to connect with us via the website. You can donate via the website as well. You can be a sponsor via the website as well. You can see us on Instagram at saddlesandservice. That will be a direct communication with us as well. We're very quick on there. And then you can you can literally message me personally, Christina at saddlesandservice.org. Christina with a K. Christina with a K, very specific specialization, great save. You can send me an email, zero hesitation. And like I tell any of my friends who are veterans, even if it's just a quick, short sentence, sometimes asking for help can be really, really hard. And if you can only get three words on that email, we're going to find someone to get you. Yeah, the most courageous step is the first one. Yep. Really. Mark, next steps for... Operation tacked up yeah, and everything for, out there in Virginia. For, first of all, again, I, I want to thank you both because Operation Tacked Up was literally just a Facebook group. Yeah. It, 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 it was an idea I had. And, you know, I, both of you have have come into my life and, 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 and we've talked about this a lot, how you're the conduit for the message, you know, and, 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 and that, that message was, was delivered to me and, you know, through through the two of you, through y'all's mentorship, through just conversation and whatnot. That's where Operation Tacked Up really, I, I, you know, decided. I'm like, this needs to be a thing. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And this needs to be a thing. So I want to thank both, thank you both personally for having faith in me. And yes, sir. And, 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 and talking about faith, it, it is. It's a whole faith thing. And this, yeah. this really is because, you know, at a time, the time we're at, in our age or our, 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 our society, you know, you got to believe in something. Yeah. And, you know, you got to have that faith and you guys instilled that back in me. I love you it. You know, Aww. instilled it back in me where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, that's God's work, man. And, I just and, got, and, was yeah, blessed to be the messenger. I'm going to do it. And I, this is, you know, I fell into mountain shooting. I fell into doing some roping. I'm going to do it. So, so what's next? Um, so I guess the next thing, biggest thing is making, making operation tacked up a nonprofit, making it, making us official because yes, right now, we, right now we are only, uh, you know, we, me, whoever, yeah. you know, 
You Josh. and the Marsh Tackies. Me and the yes, Marsh Tackies. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, actually, I, I have, I have, I have, so I have some friends in Virginia that are that are like graciously offering up their their facility. Yeah. Um, so April first, we are doing a mounted shooting familiarization and demonstration. Oh, I know. Why can't we be there? So, so basically, what a mounted shoot. <laughs> What a managed shooting familiarization and demonstration is, is like I said, going back to like, you don't have a horse doing it on the ground. So what guns do we use? What does a pattern look like? Shooting some balloons on the ground, you know, mm -hmm. just to understanding what like the blanks, understanding how the balloons pop, you know, just the basic fundamentals of what it takes, not even including the horse sitting in the saddle, shooting some balloons in the saddle. Um, and then we're going to have like, I'll have my horse there. Um, and I, I, you know, I shoot off my marsh tacky and, you know, I'm going to have him there. We're going to have some other horses there. We're going to be doing some demos, kind of a practice run kind of deal. So that's basically the biggest thing that's next. Yeah. And for future, you know, like I said, making this, go ahead. I have a question. Yes. Can you make that a live event so we can watch it? You know, live on like Facebook on live, like or live, live on, on Instagram, Instagram so we can all watch it. Maybe I will talk to your communications director. Oh, and I do that. But yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we could we could definitely try to we could because it, it's going to be at, you know, and I'm, I'm going to give them I'm, you know, because they've been really gracious enough. We'll give them a shameless plug. My friends, Katie May and Austin Robinson at Willow Creek Ranch and uh, Remington, Virginia, have allowed me to come into their facility. Mm. And, you know, they're like, yeah, Mark, what do, what do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, And so we're going to do that. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely try to do that. And then the other thing is like, you know, I'm very passionate about these marsh tacky horses and I feel like we man, hadn't heard. What? <laughs> I, oh man. You know, and I, I had a, had a friend had a family friend tell me if you ever connect to one, you'll be connected for life. And if I, and you and Jason, you and I have talked about this. If I can get some horses started going and get them into veterans programs, that would be phenomenal because these yeah. horses, like I have a connection with my horse. Well, we, we know some people. <laughs> you, you We've met a couple of horse trainers yeah. along the way. We know some <laughs> you people. You guys definitely do. So yeah, so yeah, right? so, so, call. <laughs> so yeah, so that that would be like, you know, that's something that I would like to see too, is like, you know, how can I, how can I give back further, you know, yeah. and trying to get some of these. Down to that servant's heart. Yeah. So how do people get a hold of Mark Hudson and Operation Tacked Up? So, um, like I said, we're basically a, fa a Facebook group. So if you can find us on Facebook. Um, I started a Gmail account because I thought about that. It's operationtackedup at gmail.com. You can email me at mhudson729 at gmail.com if that email address doesn't work. Because like I said, we're all fledgling. I mean, this is brand new for me. Like this is literally... It's this Facebook group has been going on for a while, but like just through y'all's mentorship is like just popped up in like probably what last six months, maybe yeah. when it was yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is like fledgling brand new. Heck yeah. Heck um, yeah. Well, now I'm going to pull the host card and I'm going to pass India six, eight to Josh. And you want to talk about some hopes and dreams and what we've got going. Yeah. So as we've kind of used this as our as our soft launch those of you who have been following us on social media please forgive jason and i's uh social media technical abilities yeah, faux pas if <laughs> no. you will we have, uh, we have strengths you guys yeah. need a christina <laughs> yeah we have yeah. strengths <laughs> and we also you, have weaknesses so uh <laughs> We've just rolled out our our nonprofit. Uh, we have applied to the illustrious uh, revenue service for our nonprofit status, Whoa. and uh, hey, maybe it gets me a faster five hundred one c three if they hear illustrious. Um, oh yes. Rather than internal, we once we get that, we will be open. Um, we're open for for donations at any time. However, uh, if you would like a uh, tax exempt form uh, you, you might want to wait for that but uh, the future in this year uh looks like we would really like to further build uh our network of organizations across the united states so if anybody who's listening 
either knows of a program or is starting a program or you are a professional trainer or a horse person, or you're in the ag industry somewhere and you want to help veterans and first responders, uh, hit us up on social media. Um, you can go through Day 6 Ranch. Uh, you can go through the India 68 Facebook page. If you want to, if you want to help us in that way, that would be terrific. I think our probably one year, maybe a two year goal that we've talked about is being able to finish out a a website that folks can come to and be able to kind of narrow down their area of the country. Yeah, and then say, okay, what what organizations are in the India Six Eight network in our area of the country? And Jason and I's goal is to be able to get out and vet those organizations uh, personally so that we can go out and say, hey, everybody is is on the same mission with us. We are all on the same wavelength. We're looking at the same things to be able to serve veterans long term and be able to say, yeah, we we know these people and we trust these people. And and this is your new community. So we, we want to go ahead and build out that website and then. We're probably going to be looking to do a little bit of traveling throughout the the year as as funds become available, so that we can kind of go out and look at other organizations, see how they do things, and then, ooh, probably the last thing is if you are a new organization and you're kind of struggling and figuring out, okay, what what do I need to do? Or if you're an organization that's established and you are trying to figure out how to build longevity in your nonprofit. Because a lot of nonprofits end up failing if the originating director moves on in life or does something else if they don't have a good infrastructure system built. And then you end up failing those folks who were depending on that organization. So uh, another another mission of India 6-8 is to be able to help organizations build infrastructure and build policies and procedures that can keep that organization going and its legacy functioning for those it serves. So if you're an organization that is is looking to get started up, please feel free to contact us. And that's one of the things that we, we were looking to do is being able to go out and talk to folks and, and kind of do some consulting and get them to where they need to be and make sure that they are, are checking all the boxes that they may not even know they need checked. Yeah. Again, it's serving that frontline service provider. Thank you guys yeah. so much. This has been such an incredible weekend. Yeah. It was great to meet you all in person. Yeah. yeah it's cool to that. see it all come together. And yeah, there's been a lot of work over there at Alltech Arena, but it's yeah. been exciting. And we can't thank Road to the Horse enough for the opportunity and letting us be involved and watch the production and, and be involved with all the horsemanship. And I can't thank you guys enough for all of your involvement and commitment, not only to let Freedom Ray podcast in its first, you know, couple of years and now Day Six Ranch and now India Six Eight. I mean, it just seems chapter after chapter keeps falling right into place, but I, I truly believe it's God's will and we stay true to that why and stay faithful to him. And there's very few mountains we can't climb or the network can't climb. Yeah. yeah. And I I want to thank you guys all because it was my name on the line. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, that is true. Right? We still got tomorrow. No, we still got tomorrow. You're still you're still wearing those uncomfortable <laughs> shoes. Oh um, my gosh. But I I want to thank you guys because when I signed up and said, "Hey, they're gonna they're gonna pull their weight and more," you guys stepped in and pulled your weight and more, and you did it on an international stage. And I appreciate that as as India Six Eight and, and and personally for you guys being able to step in, having never met any of these people before, and before we stepped into the building Thursday, we hadn't met in person. And, and we're best friends. Besties. Yeah, totally. Besties. Do we just become best friends? <laughs> yes. Yes. John Um I I really do want to thank you uh all of you guys uh for for stepping up and, and swinging for the fences. And uh I can I can tell you from the folks who are in the organization here at, at Road to the Horse, uh they they absolutely noticed and they absolutely have given you guys all the credit that you deserve um, for what you what you've provided. So I really do appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to being able to 
add to the fold maybe next year. Absolutely. And, we'll grow uh, this thing out and build it up. And have you guys back, of of course. Um, we get to pick the color shirts, right? right. Next year. For everybody. For everybody. Yeah, yeah. we're as, all going to wear the same yeah. color. As long as it's not coral, and I'm yeah, trusting hey, Jason hey, to tell me hold, hold on what now, color hold on. it actually what, is. What? Hold on. Coral. That's, that's true. I got coral, you. Coral actually. Coral looks good. Yeah. If it's on, paired. If it's paired. in the ocean? Yeah, no. <laughs> coral, coral, coral looks good if it's paired oh. right with certain things. And yeah. now so the podcast is off yeah. the rails. Yeah. So for those of you listening, we have severely digressed, and I apologize for all that. No, this is when all the good stuff starts. Um, but in all seriousness, I can't thank the entire listening and following of Let Freedom Rain podcast and what you've done, not only for Let Freedom Rain podcast, but Day Six Ranch, India Six Eight Saddles and Service and Operation Tacked Up. You guys have been faithful. We appreciate it. Nah, we got to go get some rest because we got an early start tomorrow. Fact, 745. Let's rock Championship and roll. Sunday. See ya. Thanks again for joining us here on Let Freedom Reign podcast. If you're looking to grow in the areas of leadership, self-mastery, and discipleship, please visit day6ranch.com to see all we have to offer in the form of free content, podcasts, and material related to building a legacy-worthy lifestyle.